What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your gracious host. You know my name. My name is Tariq. You know what it is. I'm Tariq Nasheed. If you didn't know, and we're going to chop up some great game on tonight's broadcast. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Why don't you guys give it? Give me a nice retweet and then give us a nice like and a subscribe and let everybody know that we're live right now. We're not going to be on too, too long, but we are going to chop up good game on tonight's broadcast. While we're waiting on everybody to get in the room, let me do a real quick commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, and don't you move a muscle because we will be right back right here on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game. The Art of Mackin' by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your mackin'. Get the Art of Mackin' book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Are you looking for the perfect gift for the men in your life this holiday season? Do they have a conflict in the workplace? Are they subjected to unjust treatment at the job? Are they isolated and they wish for mentorship in the office? If so, look no further than the Black Man's Guide for Working in Corporate America by author Ken Woods. This is a comprehensive guide on how to navigate through the workplace and it gives specific examples on problems that you might encounter. That's a Black Man's Guide for Working in Corporate America by Ken Woods, available right now on Amazon. Greetings, kings and queens. I want to invite you over to my new online store, Reparations Now. Come check out all the awesome things we have. Hoodies, t-shirts, accessories, and more. If you're down with reparations and you want to get your cash and some respect, represent for the kings and queens. We have something over here for everybody. Right now, we have free shipping on all products, so visit reparationsnow.shop. Again, that's reparationsnow.shop. Check out the brand new song entitled I Know by No Face, No Name. This was written by our good brother, Therese Terrell McKnight. And this is a nice, mellow, smooth R&B, Afrobeats type of vibe that'll get you in the mood. And it's available right now on all streaming platforms. Amazon, iTunes, you know where to go. Check it out. I Know by No Face, No Name. Family, are you tired of going from site to site looking for children's books? Go to drbirdiebooks.com where we already have over 100 children's ebooks. 100 children's ebooks? That's going to cost a few hundred dollars. No, our ebooks start as low as $347 for a pack of 10 unique children's books. That's D R B I R D Y B O O K S.com. Dr. Birdie Books. Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave a op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Oh, goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself. If you find that you need a little help, gotta stay ready. Ain't no 
love in the street, pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogunjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. But shout to the eye in them problems you having. Maximum strip, hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogun juice and don't forget a shirt, man. You gotta stay ready, that evil on lurk. Yeah. You are now tuned into the legendary OG, OG. Tariq Nasheed. I want to apologize to all my friends. On Tariq Radio. 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 Where is Tariq getting all this cash? Oh, we're back, and I'm Tariq, everybody. Tariq is back. How are y'all living? Glad to have you guys in the room. We're here. We're here and we're ready to chop up good game as we always do. Glad to have y'all in here. Ready to chop up game with me. Some, I'm seeing some people in the comment section saying the, the volume is low. I think the volume is fine. If the volume is fine, everybody give me a thumbs up, please, in the chat room. I want to make sure the audio and everything is good. Now, some of you are working with an iPhone 1, and it doesn't update like regular phones. So you have to keep that in mind. Some of you do have janky phones out there in the streets. And um, But we're in here. We're good. I think everything is good. I'm glad to have y'all in here. When we get to around 3,000 people, I'll hop on camera for the family. We're almost at two grand. We're almost at 2,000 people, but when we get to three, I'm going to hop on the camera for the family and chop it up with you guys. Hope you guys are having a great holiday um, week. You know, this is the holiday season. A lot of people are traveling and doing things with their families. Um, everybody, we had a great Aratasase holiday. We had a great Aratasase celebration. Shout out to everybody who shared their book ideas um, I did a broadcast on Twitter Space Live yesterday talking about so many great book suggestions that we received. A lot of great Aratasase book selections that we received, ladies and gentlemen. But the holiday season is here. And speaking of holiday season, you know, I post a lot of funny memes and stuff. And, you know, some people got upset with one meme I posted. And I think that was hypocritical here. Let me find that meme. I posted this meme right here. No, because people take a lot of cheesy, corny pictures for the holidays, and some of it is funny. And I posted this meme right here, ladies and gentlemen. I posted this holiday picture, and I put the caption was, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> the caption was, Feliz Navidad. Now, this is a cheesy holiday photo. All right. It's a very moist and very strange photo. But people do stuff like that for the holidays. And, you know, the picture, almost 100K interactions with it. And do y'all know some white Hispanics got a little upset? What does this mean? This is racist towards my community. They're like, what? All, I didn't even put anything, really didn't put a caption. Just said, Feliz Navidad. And they start talking about this is somehow racist towards them. If we make fun of what they do, hey, we can't do that. That's a no, 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 no. People sit up here online, the white Hispanics and others. 
They post weird pictures of black people all day. They post funny and strange pictures of black people all day and black people are just mocked day in and day out. All right, if it's funny, we we go along with it. If you put up something about a black person and it's funny, all right, it's funny. They and our our elder Paul Mooney said, "Boy, people in the dominant society, they hate when the joke is on them." And this wasn't even a cultural joke. This was just a joke about a couple being cheesy. The dude has on a cheesy outfit. He's in a cheesy position. He has on some moist Nikes from Walmart. Just a just the cheesiness of it is funny. But boy, they this is an they act like this is an attack on their community. Yeah, they're talking about how racist this picture is. This is racism. How? I'm just posting a funny meme like y'all post funny memes about us. Look at it. I'm trying to find out what you're implying with this post. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me show y'all some of this stuff. Well, people got a lot of nerve. Hold on. Um, a couple attempting to have a funny photo. Right. This dude is so filled with racial hate. It seems pretty racist to me. Boy, okay, we're going to play that game. Then everything y'all post about black people is racist. Yeah, this dude in some tight-ass jeans. This dude got on some mom jeans and some Walmart Nikes sitting on his lady's lap. That's that's funny. It's weird and it's funny. All right? Look at this. What I'm like, what do you take away from this photo? That you don't like Latinos. <laughs> if you don't stop. Oh, and look, look at this. The same woman, because this is a projection. The same woman, and shout out to Flame Alchemist. He's always exposing people. The problem is many black women lack sophistication. So, yeah, that's a lot of them projecting. All right. See, that's a lot of them projecting their own anti-blackness. If we say something about them, boy, they crash the hell out. You see? It's a real interesting dynamic, ladies and gentlemen. That's a major projection because they sit up here posting these weird memes about us all day and everything is kaka and kikian. And then when we post something with them that's funny and they're the butt of the joke, hey, hey. You don't like my community. Uh, stop it. Stop it. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. How many people we got in here? Like I said, we get to 3,000 people. I get on camera for the family. So I'm going to need everybody to retweet this. Repost this. Just hit that share link. Post this on your Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. And then post this on your Facebook page. Everybody retweet it and then repost it on your Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen. And shout out to everybody who still rocking with the Bucci Bear cartoon. People love the Bucci Bear cartoon. People are saying the, the episode that's out now is the best episode of Bucci Bear. It's extremely funny if you have not seen it. And it's exclusively now at FBA Stream. Dot com fbastream.com ladies and gentlemen this episode is called poison joloff very funny hold on let me let me play a clip 
Let me play a clip for the family. For those who don't understand the hilarity of this thing, let me post the clip real quick. This is me real quick. And then you can go to fbastream.com. This is kind of why. Let me shrink this down a little bit. So, yeah, this is a small clip from the latest episode. And, y'all, it's very ignorant and lowbrow. You know, admittedly, it's very ignorant and lowbrow. So don't expect hidden colors with this. This is beyond, it's not hidden colors at all. Hold on. Case dismissed. Yay, yay, I won, I won. Order in the court, order in the court. Now, Mr. Bucci, if you continue to bussy pop in the court, I'm going to have to hold you in contempt. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the level of petty. It's very petty. All right. Like I said, it's, it's it's extremely petty, but it's very funny. It's very very funny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, so we got three thousand in here. Let me get on here. Let me get on here. Oh yeah, the 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 woke warus. That was very funny. And I'm boom. Here I am. I'm here. I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm in here with my fresh FBA hairline stunting. But yeah, the cartoon is funny as hell, man. I'm telling y'all, it is hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> the Bucci Bear was bussy popping in court. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the funny thing with these characters, they are coincidentally similar to a lot of real human beings. There's real people who coincidentally act like many of these characters. That's the funny part of it. That is actually the funny part of it. All right, we got a lot of folks in here. Shout out to everybody in here. And I'm not going to be on here too, too long because I got a lot of stuff that I'm doing, family. But listen, we got to get on Kanye. Now, when Kanye... Was um, he went on his the the rant against Jewish people some months ago? You know me, I spoke out. I said, ah, that's not a good look for Kanye. That's going to backfire on Kanye. Not a good look. That's not what you do. Nah, you don't do that, Kanye. And a lot of the plebiscite babbling buffoons was up here like, no, no, no. That's a chess move. Y'all don't understand. He should go in on them. That's about time. That's a chess move. The chess move plebiscite babblers started popping out of all over the all over the place. The chess move plebiscite babblers. Okay. Talking all of that plebiscite babble about how him talking about Jewish people and going in and saying all of these disparaging things. Oh, that was slick. It was about time. And strategically, bad move. I told people that was a bad move. That was a bad move. And I told people it was going to backfire. It was going to backfire, ladies and gentlemen. And it did backfire. He didn't really have no support like that. And the thing is, he ended up having to apologize. Oh, Kanye, let me show y'all the whole article here where they, 
They made Kanye get out here and apologize eventually. They had to sit him down and say, hey man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give up that apology, dude. This well, hold on, let me let me show you this. Let me show you this. Where are we at? Let me, I got a lot of stuff going on here. Hold on. All right. This your boy. This is your chess move right there. That's your chess move. And he apologized in Hebrew. He posted it in Hebrew. He did a, a, an apology in Hebrew. Yay, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West apologized in Hebrew to the Jewish community for his unplanned anti-Semitic outburst earlier this month. Ye posted the apology to his Instagram page early Tuesday. I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for my unplanned outburst caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to hurt or disrespect. I deeply regret any pain I may have caused. He said in a statement, I'm committed to starting with myself and learning from this experience. To ensure greater sensitivity and understanding in the future. This is clearly some kind of PR rep. This is the PR firm that he has, sounds like, and they're doing the, the explaining for him. All right. His apology came weeks later after video showed Kanye West giving an expletive-laden rant about Hitler, Jesus, Donald Trump, legal troubles to a room full of people. All right. And let me see. Jesus Christ, Hitler, yay, third party sponsor that. Bring your sponsorship to that. So, yeah, he went on one of his bipolar rants, and that don't matter. And here's the thing. These people around, and I think they're in, in y'all remember he was going through that rant, and there were some people, I think they were trying to stop him, and he was having them thrown out. He was having them thrown out of the room. Get them out of here. Get her out of here. So I think there were some people trying to stop him, but not enough. You don't have a, enough people around him to say, hey, man, let's let's shut that down and let's be cool because people are sitting around with their hand out. So they'll sit up here and let him crash out. And here's another thing. A lot of the plebiscite babbling buffoons will sit here and encourage people to crash out, too. Remember, a lot of folks and there's some people in the chat here. We're telling us how this was some kind of real cool chess move. And whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's not. The thing is, going on a rant like that, talking about the Jewish people this, Jewish people that, he wasn't doing that for black people. Let's be clear. He wasn't doing that, and I said this at the time, Kanye wasn't doing that to be some kind of stomp down rider for black folks. That's not why he went on that rant. Kanye was doing that rant to pander to the white supremacist crowd. Remember, he's walking around with the Nick Fuentes's and the Candace Owens's and the, the people like that. He thought that he was going to conjure up that white supremacist base to ride for him. And they didn't ride for him. You see, they're not riding for him because that's not a legitimate base for anybody black. They'll use black people as a useful tool for themselves. But he found out that that white supremacist base that he was going for, they're not riding for him. They're not going to stand up against Jewish people for him.
That's why I tell black people, don't let white supremacists come around here with that, hey, the real issues are the Jews. That's a con game. That's the game of hot potato. These people play with each other, okay? Don't ever let them come. Kanye fell for the damn trick bag. He let them white supremacists come around him telling him, man, our, our problem, we're real, we're good with you, Kanye, and other black people. We don't have a problem with you or other blacks. It's the Jews. We need to form a Voltron coalition against the Jews. Kanye's like, yeah, let me go out here and stomp for them so that you can ride for me. And they'll let that fool get out here and talk crazy. And I don't want to call my brother a fool, but he's doing foolish things. He's talking crazy about the Jewish people. And the white supremacists aren't there standing by him. They're like, oh, man, there you go. Y'all better learn. They're not standing with him. He didn't get that base he thought he was going to get. He don't have them. Because Kanye is still out here banging the white women. They don't like that. Kanye is still out here smashing the white women. And I tell people, don't ever fall for that it's not the white supremacists. It's the Jewish supremacy. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's white supremacy. Whenever I do my Twitter spaces, all these white supremacists call up all the time. Oh, oh we got we got one of these plebiscite babblers in here now. You, you sound scared of who? You No, no, no. That peer pressure doesn't work, sir. You sound scared of white supremacy trying to tap out talking about well, it's the Jews. No, it's systematic white supremacy. That's the problem. When they start talking about slavery, no, in, in slavery, no, 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 no. What? It was not the, the white people. It was the Jews who was controlling all of it. Well, damn it, how come black people don't have Jewish last names? How come most of us don't have Jewish last names? If Jewish people were running the slave trade and running slavery here in the United States... How come there's not a lot of black people with Jewish names? Because we got named by slave owners, and those were Anglo-white slave owners that was doing the dirty work. It was the Anglo-white supremacists. You understand? Let's keep it 100. But Kanye, this was not a chess move. See, Kanye and other black people, you have to understand this. You, you have to understand this. If you want to go hard, when you have that type of paper, you're already a target as a black person or even in any group. If you have that kind of paper, you're supposed to have think tanks around. You're supposed to have a cachet of... Um, people to do your talking for you. That's what the white supremacists do. The white billionaires, they have think tanks and they have other people do the mouthpiecing for them. So if you have something crazy to say, that's what your think tanks are for. When y'all see these alt-right characters pop out, y'all better understand a lot of those dudes are funded by big money. A lot of these dudes and a lot of these people who spew a lot of these anti-black talking points, they come from them white supremacist think tanks where the white billionaires are sitting up here saying, hey, I got a I got a think tank and I got millions of dollars going to the think tank to come up with policies. No, they're cultivating people to go out here and spew their talking points for them so that they can get protection and they 
preferably get black people, particularly black tethers, to do the dirty work for them, like a Candace Owens. See, Candace Owens is a, a crash dummy for the Prager use. Dennis Prager, who's a white Jewish man, has this suspected white supremacist think tank that has nothing but a bunch of anti-black propaganda, and they get a whole bunch of immigrant tethers to cultivate them, to push them out there, to do all the dirty work for them with their bad faith arguments. That's why I don't really, you don't really have to debate a Candace Owens and all of that because she's a crash dummy. So even if you prove her wrong, she's a crash dummy. Her job is to take all the bumps and the bruises and the criticism. So she has no credibility to lose. Her job is to be the crash dummy. Now, it's pointless debating a Candace Owens. Let's say you debate a Candace Owens or another one of these um, um, sanctioned coons from these think tanks. Stunting on them with facts, you don't, you're not getting any points nowhere because nobody talks takes them seriously. So we got to understand how that works when you are in a position of financial empowerment and Kanye should be cultivating think tanks where he can get people to do that for him. If you got somebody, if you got some messages that you want to get out there, get you a think tank and have somebody do that for you. Get your, that's, that's chess guys. If you want to know a chess move, cause some of y'all be talking that chess move shit. You don't know what a chess move is. The King don't jump out there in front of everybody in chess. The King sets up a mechanism where the king and queen are protected. They got the rook, the pawns, and all of the other pieces that the king put in front of them. The king puts all the other chess pieces in front, and he controls the other chess pieces, so other people are battling the pawns and the rooks and all of this stuff, and the king is protected. That's a chess move. Understand chess for real, for real. That's checkers is when you just jump on out there. You understand? I hate plebiscite babbling buffoons who don't know what they're talking about because deep down, and let's be real, deep down, a lot of plebiscite babbling Negroes want to see a black person who's financially stable. They want to see him fail. Deep down, there's like, yeah, go out there and take them risk. So if you get knocked up and you um somebody smacks you around and you lose everything, well, oh, well, you back down here with me. So, yeah, you like cats to go out here and take these chances with their career and their paper. Yeah, you want them to go out here and act a damn fool because secretly you want them to fail. I don't want Kanye to fail. If you're in the position you're in, I want Kanye to make very smart moves. I want him to be as strategic as possible. I don't want him going out here on these rants. He needs to have some real people around him. I wish he gets Dame around him on a regular basis. Dame Dash would be good around him, I think. He needs to get some real cats around him to say, hey man, let me let me reel you back in. Eh? Sometimes you need to get reeled back in, ladies and gentlemen. But I digress. We got to understand what goes on out here. So we got to stop making excuses for uh, a lot of these crash out behaviors. 
speaking of excuses, when I, I talked about Tyrese the other day, you know, Tyrese showed up at some film festival and um, basically uh, <laughs> a, a prom dress. I'm going to call it a dress. Now, there's some people are like, well, it's a thobe. It's a, it's a Muslim wear. It's a garb that they wear in the Middle East. And people wanted to argue about this. They're saying, nope, it's not a dress, it's a thobe. And I want y'all to look at this here. Let, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck here. Let's 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 analyze <clears throat> Tyrese's outfit one more time. Let's analyze this outfit. So this is Tyrese in a thobe. All right. This is him in a thobe. He's out here, I think somewhere in the Middle East, I think. And he's at a film festival. Now, look at all the white men and the Arab men and all of these other non-black men. They're all dressed as men. They're dressed masculine. All right? And he has on this outfit. And people are like, well, no, no, no. This is, this is the Muslim gear. This is Muslim gear. You know, this is what they wear. And he's worn something similar. You dig? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to wear Eastern wear, okay, that's fine. Now, if he just wore the thobe and he wore like some kind of Muslim head headgear, that would be cool. Let me be real. That would be cool. But the fact that he mixed it in with Western wear, he put on a Western blazer with it. Now that's a damn dress. That's not a thobe no more. That's a damn dress now. Now you dress like Viola Davis, nigga. And it makes his hips look wide. You understand? You put on that blazer, that's not a thobe no more. You know, you done mixed it up with some Western fashions. That's not a thobe, nigga. That's an evening dress. All right? That's an evening dress, and it and shape your hips up a little bit. So, no, not a good look. Nope. See, the throw by itself, it'll go straight down. It wouldn't give you hips. This nigga got hips now. No. This nigga's dressed like Gail King. No. It's not a thobe no more, dude. That's a Donna Karen dress, my nigga. All right? You look like a, a middle-aged stud right now. All right? <laughs> Come on, bro. Shout out to Tyrese. That's our brother. You know? My nigga's out here looking like Lena Waithe right now. <laughs> the creator of the shy. He's looking like Lena Waithe. He's looking like a power stud. So no, I'm not. I'm, no, no, no. That that's not a thobe no more, my nigga. <laughs> now you gotta hike that up to pee. Now if you gotta hike it up, yeah, yeah. You gotta hike that up to take a pee pee. Nah, that's a sundress, my nigga. <laughs> I can't pop my collar to the sundress. Shout out to our brother Tyrese. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. And I know he goes through some psychological things sometimes. Bless that man's heart. Bless his heart, ladies and gentlemen. But um, 
Speaking of Middle East, Bobby Smurda is over here in Dubai. And I've been seeing that Bobby Smurda, boy, this brother, he keeps the white women around him. But that brother keep him a white woman around. It's Bobby Smurda. Every time they got videos, this nigga in a bedroom with three, four white women. Bobby, you better slow it down, brother. Hold on. Who Okay, so Bobby's. What they doing? What they doing? What they doing? But I never. Okay. Uh, okay, boy, jail hasn't. Did jail have an effect on our brother? This brother's doing some real moist stuff. I don't know if jail had an effect on our brother, but he ain't really been the same when he, since he got out of jail. This brother's been twisting, turning, laying up with these weird white women. Bussy popping. Is our brother okay? And I know he's a non-FBA brother. He's Caribbean. Y'all do know Bobby Smurder is Caribbean. But he got to be careful. All that skinning and grinning them white women are doing, they they will turn at the drop of a hat on you. You better be careful. Hold on. What is he doing? But it's okay. Next month, we're getting a new budget. Okay, yeah, bruh, bruh, Bobby, 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 brother, yeah, he's Jamaican, so he always danced like that, brother, brother Bobby, just kind of slow it down a little bit, and look, I get it, man, if you've been to jail, he was in jail for seven years, you know, I get it, brothers want to be around some women or whatever, but brother, these white women, y'all doing God knows what. Just kind of be careful, brother. Yeah, this this climate, brother, just be careful. Please be careful, brother. Because that could be a Me Too situation waiting to happen, sir. We don't want that to happen to you. We don't want it to happen to you. you dig? Do I have an email? Yes, my email is, well, we got 5,000 people in the room. Shout out to everybody in the room. My email is info at Tariq.LA. Somebody was saying something about ideas for some children events at the museum. I'm all for it. Hit me up and let me know what you want to do or throw some ideas at me. Info at Tariq.LA. That is my um, email, ladies and gentlemen. Info at Tariq.LA. But um, listen, guys. A lot of stuff goes on out here and people like to project a lot of stuff onto us. I saw a tweet, a very moist tweet, uh, a, a tweet critical of us. Straight foundational black American men, we're criticized for some of the most randomest stuff ever. And these talking points usually comes from these think tanks, especially these left link, left leaning think tanks. And I saw this. This was such a very this was a very disrespectful tweet, I thought. Look, look at this tweet here. Not this one. Hold on. Not this one. Hold on. Not that one. Hold on one second. Bear with me. Getting my stuff together here. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Right here. Now look at this tweet here. Look at this. Look at this. It says some dude. Heterosexual black men use the barbershop as a space where they can finally live out their desire for masculinity and manhood, which needs homophobia, 
transphobia, and misogyny to thrive. This is why we need to code switch. It's their capsule to participate in whiteness. Give me a damn break. These moist bed bucks are always projecting. That's a projection. Let me tell you something. Black men go to the barbershop for a damn haircut. It ain't that damn serious. It is not that they love attacking black barbershops. That's a great pastime. Boy, that's a reach. This whole thing where they love attack. They got to find a way to attack black males at black barbershops. Remember a, a few months ago, y'all remember in Detroit, some moist dude went up in a barbershop in some booty shorts or whatever in a thong and they like, will not you go sit down and wait for the next barber? Then he got online trying to give the barbershop bad reviews, talking about they were hating on him because he was a moist queen. Oh, I went, oh, the homophobia. They ignored me. They didn't want to cut my, they made me wait. They, I, I'm like the moist Rosa Parks. They treated me like Rosa Parks. They made me sit on the back of the bus. No, you went to a crowded barbershop. They were busy. They told you to sit your ass down and wait on a cut. And then people start getting on the dude like, hey, don't try to give these brothers bad reviews and all of that, criticizing them, talking about they're homophobic because they didn't pander to you when you walked in in booty shorts and all of this shit. So this this whole thing with these dudes who talk this crap about black barbershops. Yeah, the show Harlem did something like that, too, right? They did a, a scene like that. This whole thing where they act like black men are at barbershops denigrating gay people, which black men are not. The last thing on black men's mind at a barbershop is a gay dude or anybody LGBT. That's literally the last thing people are talking about. People are not thinking or talking about that whatsoever. Literally not at all. But the thing is, these dudes go in there and they they want to go in these barbershops and try to catch and brothers ain't giving them the time of day and then they want to go denigrated. So when they say they're homophobic, that means niggas ain't checking for them in a sexual manner. They go in these barbershops thinking, all oh, these men's in here, whoo, let me go in here with my, my coochie cutter shorts on, my bussy cutter, let me go in here and show these niggas my donk and niggas ain't paying attention. You go in there dress hoochie and niggas are like, okay, let me read my paper. Let me look at the internet. Dudes ain't paying attention to you. So you're going in there trying to catch and it ain't working. You dig? But there's this, this thing of denigrating black barbershops. The reason why is because, see, the black barbershop, see, that's a place that's one of the, the few institutions in black society that is not controlled by non-white people. You understand the black barbershops, that's the one institution that is not controlled by non-black, especially whites. Whites don't control the black barbershops and black barbershops can be successful. And most of them are successful without white intervention. And it's a black male dominated thing. See, whenever black men are running stuff, they, that's always a threat. That's always a threat when black men are running their businesses because most black barbershops are owned by black men. You dig? So they can control who they hire. 
They, you know, they control the clientele who comes in. So they hate a black man running something and it's successful. You know, everybody has to go to the barbershop. And if it's a good black barber, everybody's going to go to him. So they hate that black people have something that white people can't control that we can be successful in. You see, and it's a black man thing because, see, the thing is, it's the the black women hair salons. No, see, black women don't have it like that because a lot of black women hair products are controlled by Asians and other people. So a lot of black women, they have to go to Asians and whites for a lot of their products, for a lot of the stuff that they need. You understand? And a lot of these um, Asian-owned beauty salons or beauty stores, beauty supply stores, they'll have a beauty shop in the back with black women working in there. And now you got a lot of Asian women who are learning how to do hair. You understand? But the black woman hair care industry is run by other people, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's run by a lot of other people. But black men, our stuff is pretty much in-house. And they hate that. Oh, they hate that. Yeah, with the sisters, yeah, you got to go get the hair from other people. Got to go get the hair from the Asians and all of the other stuff, the products. Got to go to Sally's and all that stuff. Now, yeah, now you might have a, a barbershop that has a white boy in it, but most likely if it's a black barbershop, it's going to be owned by black people. If they cut, now I'm not talking about like, like LA, it's in certain parts of LA, you have Hispanic guys who can cut pretty good because I'm not talking about cities where black people are like kind of far in between. In cities where there's a large black population, you're going to see black owned barbershops. You understand? You're going to see a lot of black owned barbershops, black men owning these spots. And black male ownership, that's a thorn in the ass of society. That's why there's always this need to go in there and make these bogus, janky, false accusations against black men. Oh, God. I went in there and these black men was these heterosexual black men. They were hitting me with all types of homophobia. I just came in there with a cat suit on and they in there looking at me crazy. No, nigga, you went in there trying to catch and niggas clowned and told you to sit your ass down somewhere. And that's what it was. The barbershop is not a place for bussy cat selling. You're in there trying to throw bussy at somebody. Ain't nobody trying to catch. Yeah. I hate people always trying to project all of this weird stuff on black barbershops and by proxy black men. You see, that's the way to throw dirt on black men by proxy you understand when black men do nothing but go in barbershops and look for haircuts that's the only thing we're in there for we're trying to get a damn haircut yeah so they now they got a lot of white men trying to cut black hair yeah they're trying to cut in they're trying to get in on that paper they're trying to get in on that paper yes indeed they are definitely trying to get in on the mix yeah, I go to Killer Mike's Barbershop, the Swag Shop in Atlanta. Shout out to my good brother, Killer Mike. I go to the Swag Shop down in Atlanta all the time. I've been thinking about opening a barbershop out here in L.A. I was thinking about that. I still might do it. You know, I've been thinking about doing that. You know, but, you know, the black population in L.A. is dwindling so damn much. Like, damn, it's really, really dwindling. But it is what it is. But anyway, family, let me get up out of here because I got a lot of stuff to do. 
But I think we had a constructive conversation on tonight's broadcast. Don't forget, family, go get your root work deodorant at rootworkstyle.com. These are the two top scents right here. This is the lucky, well, this is the lucky lavender and the Biloxi blueberry. Whoops. The Biloxi blueberry root work deodorant, all natural. People are loving this. This is a vibe. That root work is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a damn joke. No, I can't cut to save my life. I cannot cut hair. No, I do not cut hair. But shout out to the people who do. But anyway, man, let me get up out of here, man. It's been real. Go to rootworkstyle.com. Go get the children's book, Hidden Heroes from A to Z, with a lot of great heroes in there like Kyrie Irving and many, many others. Hidden Heroes from A to Z at HiddenHistoryMuseum.com. And also, if you're in L.A., come down to the Hidden History Museum. You can get the book at the museum. You can get the book and the deodorant at the museum if you are in town. So come on down and get it if you are in Los Angeles. All right? But HiddenHistoryMuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen. All right? That's it for tonight. Puppy Akute and Lullavuve to the family. Peace.